0: What's up? What's up, hustlers? You know it is. It's your boy, JT. And I want to tell you guys about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. unless you record an edit podcast right from your phone. That's literally what I'm doing right now. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms with a single tap. It's also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. That's major. Anchor allows creators to earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Best of all, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the Income Autopilot Podcast, the show that teaches you to stop working and enjoy life while your money works for you. I'm your host, JT. I'm here today with a good friend of mine, Corey. Corey, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people who you are. What do you do? Corey Hicks. uh,
1: I'm in the pest control industry. Small business. Real small business. All
0: right. What I want to do in this episode is take advantage of the, the knowledge, the expertise, and the niche that Corey is in um, Because believe it or not There's a lot of money in blue collar jobs And unsexy jobs um, And while most people will say Pest control doesn't sound like a good business Or I don't want to get dirty I don't want to deal with insects, bugs, or whatever There's actually a lot of money in it And I tell you guys all the time Any business can be automated hiring people using software or doing both so you can have one and automate it um, or you can let that be the seed money to get you to whatever business you're trying to get into so um, first and foremost Corey like let, let's talk numbers so can somebody make six figures a year with their own pest control service oh yeah definitely all right um can somebody make seven figures a year with their own pest control oh yeah <laughs> scaling right. it up definitely all right, so just to let you guys know, is is hundreds of thousands, and you become a millionaire off of it. But let's take a step back. Let's say a one one person operation, mm-hmm. as a lot of people that listen to this podcast may, might start off being small operations like that. Can they make six figures as a owner operator? Oh yeah, all day. Yep, yeah, definitely. All right, so one hundred percent. There's a real. Money in that business. All right. And we're going to come back to that business and other businesses as well because uh, Corey also invests in media. Uh, As well and and is doing his thing With that but before we go super Deep into it I tell you guys all the time your wealth Is going to manifest itself in your Mind way before it hits your pockets So I always Have to make sure that Whoever's listening to this whether it's your first Time or your next time listening To it that you already know what Type of time is on you already have the proper Mindset because somebody can give You a hundred thousand dollars if You don't know what to do with it after you Pay taxes after you go leave Live life and enjoy life after your mama your cousins your friends guilt trip you into giving them a little piece you back broke right so uh, giving you the proper mindset doesn't mean turning your back on them but just understanding how money works and what you should do to put yourself in the best position um let's tackle some some common scenarios that a lot of people will face or may have faced as it pertains to once they got some money Corey. so what do you owe your day ones if anything and by day ones, let's say, uh, people you know from way back school days, uh, putting them in the position to win. All right.
1: I mean, I don't necessarily owe them that, but that's what I'd rather do. You know, instead of fishing and catching the fish and cooking it for them and all that, I'd rather teaching the fish. All
0: right. Is that? Is does that mean that? Figuratively speaking, mm-hmm. let's say they say, "Oh man, I think Corey doing pretty good for itself." Uh, I, I went to high school with him. We was running together. That was my dog. Um, I'm on hard times now. I need a thousand dollars. Let's say at this moment in time, a thousand dollars wouldn't make or break you. Uh, do you owe that to the Day Ones?
1: It depends on which Day Ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> gonna say I owe them, but yeah, if I had it and uh. Certain ones, depend on what they're doing, you know.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm, somebody ain't never got their life together.
1: Oh, no. I can't because I'm just contributing <laughs> to them. Just, I'm, I'm enabling them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm mean, enabling to keep destroying themselves even more, you know, so now.
0: Nah. Yeah, and, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, you, your heart will go out to people that you know, and that you see are doing bad and you want to help them, but just giving them the proper help. Right. And what I mean by proper help is let's give them some help that's sustainable. Let's give them some help. That's going to give them a permanent solution to a permanent problem um, or a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If we're going to uh, give them a, a real solution, right? Let's not right. give them a a moment of peace in the chaos. Right. All right. And lots of times the easiest thing to do is to give them money, and then walk away and then say, I tried, or give them some advice is even easier, and then walk away and say, I tried, all right, Um, what about your hometown, right, do you got to put on for the city, all right, what did you owe your city? I grew up on a dirt road, man, so it's not like a city like that, a town,
1: Um, nah, you don't necessarily owe them, but I will say, you know, if I was in a position to donate to a school or something like that, you know, yeah, but I don't owe them, you Mm -hmm. know, I would like to mentor some of the kids possibly, but. I don't necessarily owe them.
0: Yeah, because as you guys level up, believe it or not, and I mean some of you all might can understand it, and some of you will will yet to see. Just keep on laying down and getting up like the old people say, is that once you get to a certain level of success, people are going to tell you, "Ah, man, you need to come do something for the city. You need to come to the homecoming game and put on for the city. Bring your cars, bring your jewelry, (laughs) bring your whatever, whatever. They're going to be hating on you. They're going to be on your whatever, whatever, right? Um, Understanding that – Just because you have something doesn't mean that you owe anybody or anything. Um, And sometimes cooler heads uh, have to prevail, right? So use wisdom in every situation. Um, And and to some people, that's a no-dub. But, hey, just to make sure that everybody hears it, we having that discussion here um, as well, right? I also firmly believe that there is a glass ceiling in entrepreneurship, um if you are a man or woman out there that refuses to get into politics, all right now, the glass ceiling may be so high that to you, you don't even know what's there. But what I've seen in my experience being a full-time entrepreneur since 2014 all the way up until now, is that um the roads eventually meet. So now, if you're happy making in my opinion, um, mid six figures, uh, so let's say half a million dollars or less. All right, you probably will never know about it, never have to know about it, never have to play the game. But um, and, and of course that number is relative. If you're in a major city or if you're in a specific niche, uh, the number can be way higher. But if we want to quantify it, uh, and and of course saying that this ain't in stone. But um, if you want to go to the highest level or really have no cap on your income, um. I'll give you guys a real life example. So um, I know a friend of mine that got a call from uh, a council person and the council person said, hey, listen, I wanna do this in my district. Um, I can't use the city money Because if I use the city money First I gotta justify it to the city Why I'm gonna do it And then if I do it in my district People that don't stay in my district Are gonna say Oh that was nice Why didn't it happen for us When are y'all gonna do it For our district And then it becomes a big thing Right So it, it, it's almost like uh, 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 Children in a sense Respectfully though Right But uh, if one district Gets a piece of candy All the other districts Are like man Well why we ain't getting no candy So if you do it for one You got to do it for all Or you have to justify Why we had to do this for one And why y'all don't need this So um, They contacted my friend uh, and, And my friend let me know the situation And basically they were saying Hey you have the money Uh, To do this. And if you do it with your money and I just show up to support, then there's nothing anybody can get mad about, right? Nobody in the district, nobody in other districts, uh, nobody in in City Hall, right? You're just an entrepreneur that wanted to do something in this particular area, so you've done it. It wasn't illegal. Um, And I just came out there because you was in my district and, you know, wanted to show that we was in support of whoever wanted to support our district. Right. The politics of it is, is that doing stuff like this does put that man or woman in a good position where next time it's time to get reelected, they can lean on the fact that, hey, remember, since I've been council person, I did this, I did that. I brought this to the district. So you guys need to keep somebody around like me. What's in it for the entrepreneur? Well, uh, sometimes it could be uh, a ego boost, like a key to the city or a proclamation. Sometimes it could be uh, their privilege to information and opportunities that are coming down. Maybe uh, that council person knows that a government contract is coming down and get them lined up to be in the best position to take advantage of that right now. Am I saying Is that right or wrong? We're not even having that conversation. I'm just telling you what happens in real life to real people. Uh, So what I'm telling you as an entrepreneur is if you are comfortable with having a glass ceiling, getting your little piece of the pie and then going home, you'll never have to deal with it. But if you're somebody like me that wants to bless as many people as possible and and provide as much value to as many people as possible, uh, you will have to make these decisions. I'm not telling you to go against your, your morals, your ethics, your religion, anything like that, but just understanding that that's a part of it, right? So um, how you feel about playing politics as an entrepreneur, Corey? Mm,
1: it just depends on the situation. I mean, you know, it's just, if I'm helping people, I'm all for it. You know, I just don't want to help hurt anybody. But as long as I'm helping people, I'm all for it. All right, like okay,
0: something. okay. You said something there that that actually sparked the idea. And um, so anybody that's been listening to this podcast, hey, definitely in the show notes or depending on what platform you're on when you're either watching this podcast or you're actually streaming it on all the podcast networks, be sure to. Like it, share it, subscribe, whatever options it is to tap into it, tap into it. If there's a comment section, leave a comment, let us know what you think, your ideas. We're a community, right? So uh, we don't want to talk at you. We want to talk with you. We want to provide value uh, as two successful entrepreneurs in their own right, uh, trying to help people get to our level and above, right? We're not the ceiling, we're the floor, is what I always like to tell people. So you said something about hurting people. Right? Does gentrification hurt people?
1: I don't see where it uh, does. Um, I think at times we are the cause of, we as our own people are.
0: Don't sugarcoat don't it, Corey. What, say what <laughs> you got to say. But
1: yeah, just I say mean, uh, I, I think at times. Give me an example. Well, okay, so if all of us are in one area and just say parents start dying or whatever the case might be and mm-hmm. they leave the land or store or uh, home or whatever mm-hmm. to Kids. And the kids start you know start everybody on the street for the most part start selling everything. Then you know when these big businesses come in, I see it all the time. You know, mm-hmm. in my industry I see it all the time. I see it. you'll be surprised. I see a, see a lot. And um at some point it's just gonna happen because you don't own the land so or the you know, the buildings or whatever, so you don't control anything. Mm-hmm. And the, the money's gonna dictate what's gonna happen in the area. Yeah. Now I don't see it as being a bad thing. I just see if um people think it's a bad thing, I'd say you need to quit contributing to it. That's what I say, you know. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, some stuff you probably really can't stop because some people got a whole lot more money than others. But I do see a lot of situations where we may be the cause of that, you know, so.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I um, Hey, one of the models here on this channel, just being transparent, is you don't have to be perfect to be profitable. And you saying that really makes me want to add somebody to the call. Um, this is my first time using this this mixer though, so uh, we're gonna keep this conversation going, and I'm telling you that now as a disclaimer mm-hmm. in case anything weird happens, right? So, uh, and that's true not just for this podcast, but just business in general. Like, if you think that you have to be a person that's perfect or perfect or whatever um, in order to be successful, you're completely wrong, right? Um, Corey, you know more about this than me, so which one of these is uh, connected to the mixer so we can um. We can add uh, a call. Also, if you're listening to this or watching this and you want to call in to future episodes, definitely let us know. And uh, and if you're interested in it, we will try to set that up in the future. It's a little button on the side. Just click that little button in and it should start flashing.
1: You'll feel it. If Just not, click
0: it and let it go or hold it? Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. I got you now. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Hey, shout out to friends that know about technology. <laughs> Alright, so uh again, the open invitation, you let us know, we'll try to facilitate making it happen. If you guys ever wanna call into future episodes, we can do it. All right. Um boom, I think that's it right there. And let me see, let me see. All right, we we're gonna do a test call, but it's it's super live, so um <laughs> hope it works. That's what make it interesting. All right. <laughs> It definitely worked Oh yeah, a little tick. Let me turn it down, my bad Your if call it, has been forwarded okay, to a- Okay, they definitely didn't answer either But um, I really want other people's opinion on this So um, Maybe they'll call us back Maybe they won't, right I'm gonna, um, Let me drop that down for now
1: Go ahead, what you was about to say, Corey. Yeah, I think it's good that you call some people because, you know, you get a whole bunch of... I know a lot of people got different perspectives. It's almost like we talked about for a minute earlier how people think that it's a certain group of people that's taking it from another group of people. And I'm like, that's not the case, you know.
0: Yep. My my take on gentrification is that um, gentrification does not mean that the black people have to leave. It, it, it also doesn't mean that the poor people have to leave. And that's not how I was raised. Now I was raised that gentrification mean white people said these black people gotta go. Uh, And and if you poll, that's just part of being the black experience, right? Uh, And and I had to mature and learn that that wasn't necessarily the truth, right? Um, Now as an entrepreneur um, that knows a lot of entrepreneurs that look like me and some that don't look like me, um, I've realized that gentrification means that you have to be better in order to stay here if you don't meet this standard, right? That means that, hey, listen, we wanna improve this situation and if you wanna be a part of it, you have to improve or you have to go somewhere else where that's acceptable. Now, redlining is a real thing. We know that, that's been proven, all right? So so we're not talking about the intentional um, trying to force somebody out of their home because they ran an uh, interstate through there or you couldn't get the money to afford to refinance and stay or get a bank loan to buy a house in that area, right? So, of course, in those situations where you're renting and you want to buy, but the bank won't give you the money, straight up and down wrong, right? Or you can't refinance or do whatever it is you got to do to stay in that environment. That's that's clearly wrong, right? What, what I mean Right. Because to me, that's not gentrification. All right. That's that's whatever you want to call it. Right. That's stealing. It's downright dirty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like to me, that's just you just cheating people. You stealing people. Right. Um, gentrification um, to me is, OK, let's say we're in a community where there's a lot of crime, there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of government assistance families in this area. Um, But this is near the downtown area, near the bus route. Uh, This is a community where a lot of people would like to be closer to uh, their work and whatever amenities that the city may provide. So investors go in and offer money for these properties, make them nicer, raise the property values and make these communities more appealing to people that make more money. So that way they will come and um, a good friend of mine believes, and I have to say I agree with him, but feel free to disagree, that, um, to be honest with you, uh, he believes that a community cannot get better with the same people that have always been in the community when it was bad. How you feel about that, Corey?
1: Yeah, um, I just know mindset is everything. And I, some of the stuff I hear, you know, um, we just don't question it. We go along with it. and. A lot of that stuff is, in my eyes, is just wrong because if I apply some of those thoughts, I'm going to be doing some of the things I'm doing, you know? So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah I think, I, I, like, the city that I'm close to, um, I'll give you an example. I remember working at this one place and they had a radio there with me and this one guy um, in the area. We were the two working in the area. Well, uh, when I, when he came in, I was yeah. younger than I was listening to rap all the time. And uh, he just came in and took over radio like a lot of the older guys do. No big deal. He listens to this one station. And it's so funny because I know a guy that called that station now. And that was 25 years ago. And the same people that were calling in are the same people calling in now. And the same way they thought then is the same way they think now. You know, and the change is not there because the mindset, they not, they're not even open to it. Changing anything, you know. I, I always hear the terms, of, if it's broke, don't fix it. But you can always improve it. That's my thought, you know.
0: All right.
1: If it need improving.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that people need to be uh, more open-minded to situations like that.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times that's our biggest enemy is not being open-minded.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm like a kid in the candy store. Now, now I wanna call somebody. Like somebody gotta answer the phone and jump in the conversation. That's the first time I use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first time I'm using all of this
2: Uh, Random Spoons headquarters. <laughs>
0: hey, thank you for answering hey, the give phone.
2: Super for free. <laughs> random Spoons. Hey, how you doing, bro? Hey, what's definitely up, man? Well staged. <laughs>
0: Right. I I am here with Corey, Corey on the line we podcasting the Income Autopilot Podcast. I got a question for you. You're live. <laughs> All right. is gentrification well, how do you feel about gentrification? It might be better just to leave it open in Uh
2: it's real. It exists. Um Is it bad? It's not is it sure, sure. Absolutely. Because um in order to in order to gentrify certain neighborhoods, you have to put some laws in place you had to do some backhand politics to get rid of the members of that community to allow other members to come in and take over that area. So yeah, it's definitely not a good thing because right. <laughs> it's going to displace many people.
0: All right. So before you jumped in and like, we, we glad. So like Corey said, it wasn't staged or anything like, so um, how do you feel when somebody says that, Hey, gentrification just means that you have to get better to stay here.
2: Uh, That's a false notion uh, because it's not the entire um, outlook. I'm in a unique situation, but at the same time, not a specific situation being here in Baltimore. And if you've lived here all your life, you've known that Johns Hopkins, it has been alleged that they were going to take over a part of the city for 30 plus years. And they're at least 70 to 80% um, into that plan that they've had on the table for a long time. And the question is how could they speak so boldly about what they were going to do? And if you live in Baltimore, you know they displace people. And they can take over um, your property through eminent domain and many other factors they can use to take your property. So it's not about you doing better. You're fighting against the those with the purse strings. And they can make the laws and they can make things difficult for you and literally take your home from you. So it's a lot of moving parts. Uh, I understand why people may say that, but it's from an unlearned position. Go ahead,
1: Court. Go I got a question. So that's something that people in that Random area. Phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> something that area people have heard about for thirty years, right? Yes, sir. Do you do you think sometimes the people I'm not I'm not, I'm not victim blaming or anything like that, but do you think at times some people do play a big part in it?
2: What do you mean? Like, like they say, done things
1: yeah, yeah. So like if you like in my situation, um the city the area I'm in. Mean, like I see it, but you know I'm driving all day. But I mean, it's you got to be like blind to not see what's going on. Like you can just see it, and, and you know I and I service a lot of homes that uh, companies own all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. But you can just see what's going on in there. You see
2: when certain stuff pop up, like if you're in a position to take advantage of it, um, you can. But understand what I just said.
1: Take oh, advantage. Who's losing out in the process? No, 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 like- no. I don't mean taking advantage. I'm asking, is it something that we can do different. That could kind Should of stop it. it yeah, being a, being it, you know, like like you saying. It's, I remember you talking about that. For thirty years, they you know they mm-hmm. say they had a plan, or whatever. So if they had a plan, is it like we didn't? Well, not we I don't say we. But we talking people didn't people plans. didn't um, put something in place to try to prevent it or whatever case might be. Even you if know, that's just something to put the leaders in the. Well, so though, you mean you like endo domain? Man.
2: You've been a, something like that, but they have. If the government wants your property, there are some things you can do, but if they really, really, really want it, there's laws in place that can allow them to take your property. Now, obviously, there would be an uproar if they did that, and they'd have to try to justify it, etc., but laws were made by men, and laws were made for a purpose and had a purpose when they were written, not just for our own freedoms, but also to protect businesses and protect their money interests. So – You've been working as a trash man. You made a good living. You bought your home. You settled in. You comfortable. You know the city. You're planning on going anywhere, but Johns Hopkins wants that area. Now what? So What's did what they, happened to you?
1: Did they take it via eminent domain, or
2: eminent domain and some other legislative processes? But just know this: the people are no longer there. You'll hear stories about those that held out to the very end, but that's that's a significant amount of peer pressure. When they're offering you big money, maybe triple of what your uh, your house costs, maybe not always that, but they want that area because they know of the hundreds of millions, tens of millions of dollars that they're going to make from there, uh, from the properties that they'll, they'll be able to place there, whether it's a hotel, whether it's a school, whether it's housing for their students, whether it's a place for people to be housed who come to have surgery because Johns Hopkins is a major research facility. Again, these are my thoughts and my thoughts yeah, alone. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm only speaking for myself right. from what I've heard living here to, uh my whole life.
0: Yep, of 70 years. Right, so. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I <it> was 72. <laughs> Get it right,
2: Shirley. All right.
0: So Oxford, Oxford Dictionary defines gentrification just for the person that, that may not know what we're talking about, right? Because we went deep into gentrification and never even explained it. So we're going to give you the book definition, and then, then we'll give you like Our street definition, I guess. So the book definition, according to Oxford uh, Dictionary, is the process whereby the character of a poor urban area is changed by wealthier people moving in, improving housing, attracting new businesses, typically displacing current inhabitants in the process. All right.
2: Yes. And how do they displace those current inhabitants?
0: Because
2: if you're living there and like I said, you've been living there all your life, you own your property. You comfortable? you know how to get from A to B? You know how to navigate? Why do you want to move? Yeah, they displace you through some legal process or pressure or offering you triple of what triple or right. double of what your house is worth to right. get you out. Um, but if you don't take the money and that area is earmarked, trust me, they're going to try everything and use all the abilities that they have to not allow you to move there like so there's a lot of blight in Baltimore. And I can't speak for every situation and everything, only of those things that I know of and heard that may cover a small portion. But there was times when they wouldn't sell multiple. You couldn't buy a single. So let's say it's a dilapidated row homes Mm. and they've fallen down. It's only a couple houses left. But people were trying to buy one. And they said, no, we're only selling to developers. So you can't fix the block up because they only sell it to developers because they may want. A three-block radius because they're going to put up, they're going to grow vertically and put some apartment buildings there, you know, and and make a significant amount, way more money than they would just allowing you to buy and refurbish the block the way it was.
1: Right. I so that's
2: that's like one of those legislative things that's right. been in place. That's where, I'm where going you next. couldn't fix it up because they won't allow you.
1: Right. So that's what I was going to ask next. Um, as far as hold like, on,
0: hold on, Cor. Before you do that, how? What's your street definition of gentrification? Like, Without looking it up, if somebody said, we gentrifying the city, what what does that mean? Oh, it's it's usually
2: going from black to white. Um, It could be other races, but usually from black to white. It's no longer going to be where black people live. It's going to be where white people live. Now, that's the simplified uh, definition, but it it does have some merit in terms of the, the race change will be from black to white majority it may be you know indians africans etc but it'll go from more urban to diversified etc all
0: right what would you think it mean court or how would you Uh, define it if without looking it up your nephew said hey what gentrifying mean
1: most cases probably like we about to separate the halves from the Mm have-nots you know simplest way to put it
0: oh yeah i told you guys how i was raised right uh My mama had me thinking that mean that hey, all you black people gotta leave, all the white people coming, and and but being poor was just part of the black experience, right? Right. Uh, so so I, I think to be honest, I do think that as somebody's socioeconomic position changes, how they define words change, right? Because I do know now that even though that's how I grew up, the people that I'm around mostly now look at it as, hey, this area is gonna get better. So, my investment is going to be worth more, whether that's a rental property, a business, or whatever it is that they got. So, so, it went from me being on one side of the fence where, okay, if they gentrify, we got to leave, to now I know the gentrifiers that's like, hey, this is a great idea. Like, we should do this everywhere. Right.
2: Well, uh, it depends on your perspective because if, if, you, if your mother is sitting there, and your father's sitting there in the house that they own, and they ask them to leave and move to a, another part of the city, state, county, whatever, just because they want that area, you may have a different perspective on it because, again, you mind your business, you don't bother anybody, but we want where you live, is a high zip code and so we want your property. Uh, I, gotta, I really care about nothing else. We'll give you some money, but you gotta go.
1: I got a question. You think uh, the people that we put in office play a part on that as far as like... Oh. Yeah, okay, okay. But
2: this is old, this is not, this right. is not new, this right, I, get not, that. I mean, but so you, I'm a, oh, wait, wait. go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, wait. No, nah, I was going to take it back to your Rosewoods and your different places where right. it, it, it was, it wasn't, uh, there was no words attached to it that right, it right. came into your town you to and go. said you got to leave. <laughs> yeah. And, and literally you left your town that day, that weekend. Right. You were displaced. Right. Or. So it's a long-standing history. You right. can look at it from different perspectives, but you know.
1: Do you think it is 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 anything we could do to be a little bit more proactive towards that for the people that we put? Not really, in because this
2: is if they want that area, if they want, so yes, there are things that you can do. But as we know, money talks. Right, right. If it's Absolutely. enough money behind it, the question has never been if. though the question has been when? Man, now yeah. you have small victories. Where right. you're able to push the tie back and they go over to this other zip code but right. those are small victories um some might say no you can really do it i don't believe it because it's really hard to to push back that type of money that type of influence right. those types of backroom deals and money that's exchanging hands for everybody to get on the same page and say okay we're not gonna let you do this when they offering you know a, a fifty thousand right. dollars tomorrow if you just go ahead and promote this bill on the on the floor if right, you will right. or or more than that i'm just using numbers that's yes. you asking a lot of a person to actually do and have that type of integrity you know mm-hmm. money absolutely. I, I money have you up. leave your integrity at the door
0: i just looked this up cory tell me what you think about this right um it says uh in east baltimore this is back in 2010 east baltimore the average home price jumped from sixty five thousand and eight dollars. Well, I guess in two thousand, the average home price in East Baltimore, and I don't know if that's the hood or the nice neighborhood. What's East Baltimore? Where? is that, or what was that? Is that the nice areas? That the hood?
2: It depends. Uh, Baltimore is broken up to neighborhoods, and mm. um, but depending on where they're talking about, it may be a, a poor row. Like right. So,
0: so in two thousand. In 2000, um, you could get an a average home in East Baltimore with $65,008. Let's just call it $65,000. And in 2010, it's worth $203,000. All right? So, like, do you look at that as price appreciation? That's a good thing for the people of East Baltimore. Now they could sell their house and walk away with 140 grand or they can raise the rents or the whatever like
2: sure and, nothing and, wrong with that know, that's just a, that, hey look we go to the store now and chicken wings might have cost $6 a pack now they $17 a pack it is what it is Um, so if I can benefit from it it's a great thing it's just, yeah, it just depending on what, what,
1: a part what, of it. what yeah. uh, side of the bed you happen to get up on that day as far as like who you are if that's going to be beneficial to you so it just depends
2: Exactly. I, first of all, let me also say it is a beautiful thing, knowing you both offline, to hear you speak so eloquently and uh and and, and not joke at all. And I'm completely in joke mode, but I'm not going to yeah, You can definitely plan, know, man. You
0: can definitely <laughs> wanted, joke. And, uh,
1: <laughs> I got to be professional now, man. Yeah, that
0: warning <laughs> uh, <laughs> that
2: it's funny. It's like seeing my guy, you know, buttoned up college shirts and a towel I'm like, oh look at that. And
1: y'all looking at me, I'm in the corner going hey. I know, right? <laughs> and you do know the one act like you this some sense. <laughs> yeah
2: like, oh y'all, y'all oh look at this. Oh wow, look at this. He's like he trying to oh, smile yeah. not
0: look at me like yes, yes sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so this um and of course this article will have some bias in it. I uh, it says that many are in favor of Baltimore gentrification. Um, because it reduces the crime rates around the city, um, and it also says I'm just skipping around here to avoid reading you all the whole paragraph. Uh, many are also in favor of uh, oh, oh, can't even talk. Many are also in favor of gentrification because it increases education values. I honestly didn't even know that. To be real with you. Um, Most college graduates throughout the county are likely to move to urban gentrified areas Mm -hmm. like Baltimore, Maryland. Thus, many lower income students living in these gentrified neighborhoods are more likely to attend college because they are exposed to role models in their neighborhood who graduated college.
2: It's all about money. It's all about money. Period. It's all about money. They have the opportunity to triple income. They have the opportunity to bring more revenue to the city, which is going to bring more taxes, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. It's Boy, all about money this. at the end of the day. It's not about people and all those other stats. Those are byproducts of the ultimate goal, which is money.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen it firsthand in the Memphis area. I mean,
2: it was just obvious. So is any me, of those things true? Yes, but yeah. they byproducts. bad, I feel like
0: gentrification – well, I don't know about specifically Baltimore, so Mm -hmm. if if anybody listening is from Baltimore as well, like this is just a general statement. I ain't saying specifically Baltimore. But just looking at that and just from the Carolinas, gentrification happens, like in my opinion, 10 years is is a slow time. So, I mean, maybe I don't catch it the first three, four, five years, but the writing is going to be on the wall eventually. Yeah, like I don't think they're hiding it. Like yeah. I think, like I'm gonna start noticing. And, and it's crazy. Something it's, is is happening.
1: It's people that live right in those neighborhoods that can't even see it. And I'm looking like,
0: how can you not see that? When you guys <laughs>
2: say see it, do you mean take it? See take it. advantage of
0: it? No, 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 no. It to see it, see it's not, like it's coming. Like it's coming, yeah, not you know? necessarily take advantage of it because right. they might not be in a socioeconomic nah. place to, to invest. But I mean, but. You can see, like, okay, this block that used to be where my friends live has already been gentrified, and they're moving this way. Now they might not move this way this year.
1: It's coming though. It's obvious.
0: But yeah, but we're seeing all of these places that used to be where we can go shoot ball. Now the police rent us out of there. Now the houses are different. Now that house that used to be, because before that, the houses don't go from sixty five thousand to two hundred thousand overnight. Like that house went from sixty five. to to 80 to 100 to 150 like so i mean
1: it's it's an area i I work with this one guy he bought this house in an area um and it's not i mean it's a nice area as far as like um walking around and going to certain areas i I just say midtown midtown memphis like that's the that's the hot spot for like all the transplants for the most part and more downtown is becoming as well now but um man, I remember he, he bought that house for like 88,000 man he sold that house for like 189,000 I don't know how many years it was not that many years later though but it was already happening you could see it like mm-hmm. if you wanted to make some money it would have been just made sense for you to buy a house in that area even if you
0: didn't live it in at
1: the time just have it yeah. and then sell it cuz i mean they are like like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous
0: <laughs> if, if you a renter you are going to see it in your in your rent increases yes. If you a homeowner, you're going to see it in your property tax bill every year. Um, And just what kind of businesses they put there. Like, I knew for a fact that uh, I might have moved into the wrong neighborhood when the closest grocery store was a Harris Teeter. Like why, are you, and, wrong, why are you calling the wrong neighbor? No, no, no. I'm just saying, ask somebody that comes from a you low-income you, you environment. The price of groceries yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so I already knew. But
2: you, out what you it, got to it's understand. three
1: dollars an apple. Like, but, but look at the house though. That go with the house you own.
0: I mean, you know, but but keep in mind now. I came from an apartment that was five fifty a month. Yeah, but when it wrong. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Now, now, of course, I Put adapted. <laughs> yeah, know. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, ain't I adapted. Nobody, you know? but, but what I'm saying is that, like, like I immediately realized that right. this, that you know you saw, this ain't that. Right. And if I'm gonna be in this area, okay, like it's three dollars an apple. Then. What it is. Like, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't want to pay that, then you right. gotta, like. The amount of gas I would burn burn. to get a cheaper apple, I might as well spend it $3 an apple.
1: A whole nother subject, though. So, the reason in that neighborhood was why?
0: Say say it again. The
1: reason for moving to that neighborhood was why? What was the reason?
0: Oh, no, no, no. um, uh, To consolidate my family. Like, the the spot that I was in was a a real nice neighborhood. So a real nice big house,
1: so you know. It's yeah, just yeah, all that just go along with it. I tell people all the time when it's wrong. Consolidate my family. I never understood the people that go you get it. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely a business decision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I <laughs> and it's a real nice, nice house. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> all of, all the houses are real nice. So, you know, yeah. Yeah.
0: Bag drop. <laughs> I'm about to let my family know that I
2: had about to consolidate
0: my assets. Dev- Will, Okay. Um, we, we understand what, what position you're on with gentrification. If a man offered you triple what your house is worth tomorrow, you selling or you staying?
1: Oh,
2: I'm dipping.
0: <laughs>
1: Whoa. Give, tell, tell us why. Why would you do?
2: Uh, Because what it will mean for my business and my family. Oh, so okay. if they offered me $300,000, <laughs> the house probably worth like 130, 140 so, market value. So it's um, beneficial so in, some in, some,
1: in some cases. In some cases, Jennifer if it was a gentrification type thing, that would be a good thing, right, for you. Well,
2: if they're moving me out because they're about to take this neighborhood to the next level, so as I mentioned, it's going to be inevitable. Um, right. Perhaps they don't do this neighborhood. There's some pushback and they go a, further up the street, if you will, a mile up the street. But it's going to happen. There's too much money behind it right so yeah you can take advantage of it if you're in a position to do so but not everybody wants to move not everybody right, yeah it's up, over it's, uh, it's over. just like i'm comfortable here i don't want to move I, right why do i have to move so but for me yeah i would take advantage of it for the simple fact of what i could do with it for my business and mm-hmm. for my family and so I would use that as opposed to getting a business loan or this, that, and a third. Mm-hmm. Instantly, I have access to capital cash, right. to further my business and to open uh, additional businesses. So I would be looking at it in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And we live where we live. We go buy something else, whatever. We go. Mm-hmm. We come down south and buy some property, cash, yeah. And, yeah. and do Definitely. that. Or, you know, so I would look at it from a totally different perspective. now nah, don't come we
1: down here. here. We, we don't, don't want you want down here.
2: here. <laughs> You said you would welcome me with open arms. I yeah, absolutely. Post up next door. See you every day. Nah, hey, nah, nah, nah. How you doing? Real loud. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I would take advantage of. I would have to. It would be foolish to me not to because I'm not in that position where I'm like I have to live here for the rest of my life, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. right. Uh, so it's I bad for older
1: people, though. I have to say, to try to some I'd older people, out, Well, some older people. Yeah. I do know some people like it's some homes I serve like. You can't really, these people don't even want me doing anything on the outside because of the way the people act on, you know, on the outside. Some of the stuff they do, they don't really bother me because I'm just like, I'm here to do whatever I'm doing and uh, I just speak to them and keep going, but
2: mm-hmm. they
1: almost like prisoners of war in their own house and they and these people in their 80s and they work no, that's, for that's years. True. I'm
2: gonna you know? and I apologize Corey, you because um, if you, if you're a mature adult and you look at anything social, you've seen the next door app. Some people say where it's just a place for neighbors to complain about their neighbors. That's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. There's also more that goes on there. And there are people that are prisoners of war in their homes where, (laughs) you know, uh, somebody moves in next to them and causes havoc. Oh, yeah. I know some people like that. I feel so bad for them, you know. do things they normally did because this person is causing so much havoc. And then the worst part is when uh, the police won't actually help them.
1: Well, so, some of the some of the areas I'm talking about, they, they really can't <laughs> they, they can't get the police involved because they already know the outcome.
0: Do do we give any do we give any burden of ownership to to the individual? Are they always the victim? Uh, this situation, these
1: people are the victim because they've been there for years, and I mean, their house probably been paid for for twenty or thirty years. That's how old they are, you know. Say it again, Will.
2: When you say burden of ownership, meaning that you live here, you chose to live here and you have to deal with what the consequences are?
0: No, no, no. I mean like well, yeah, you, you chose to live here, but I mean if, okay, let's say I stay in the neighborhood, you move next door and you you throwing loud, crazy parties. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but you start throwing loud, crazy parties, I mean I, I have I have recourse I could take. Maybe. I could call the police. Nah. Certain neighborhoods, you can't call the police.
1: If I pay taxes, I could call well, the police. Well, you ain't even have to worry about <laughs> them acting a the fool
0: if you call the police on these people I'm talking about. Uh, this kind of yeah. you know, the I'll mindset of these people. Talk, yeah, yeah, I'm
1: so not talking... Yeah, So these are communities that uh, these people shouldn't well, be in. The, in the any. particular one I'm speaking of now is one of those communities. But, you know, I do know other communities where you just got idiot neighbors, you know. But this community I'm talking about is like these are older people in their eighties, but then they got like people. But
0: but to me it, but know? to me the community is unsafe before the person moved in. Like if mm, this is a community not, where not, I not, can't not so much cause uh You saying I can't don't get call wrong, the they, police don't, don't in this community. Wrong.
1: They have stuff going on over there, but it wasn't right there where they are. Um Right. Man, sometimes you just get one bad person on the street and they just, you no, know. Not they, sometimes.
2: It's you know, all the time. Yeah, Boy, I'm going to explain Baltimore to you. It is the same exact way. I apologize for jumping in. I'm going to be brief. <laughs> from block to block and from house to house, a block can change depending oh, yeah. on who moves. You the can just see it. So, so it can be one person. The, the block could be quiet. Right. You got one, one family person. moving. Yeah, yeah. And this block is live. They bring people around to the block. Random. They live all the time. <laughs> all types of activity. And it's like, what just happened?
1: You know, it's like coming outside. You don't see anybody else over there outside with cars on the driveway. I mean, in, in the grass, music loud. You no know. shirts on. No shirts on. You know, just <laughs> wilding. People. Just wilding, you know. So, you Dog's know, know, and um, they don't really respect the older people. So, you know, because they, they kind of rush me in. I just, you know, I speak to the guy. I go, go around the house. I'm, yeah, how y'all doing? Y'all, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I don't have to stay there. So, You know, like what they they say, uh, I live here. You don't live. You know what I mean? So I don't. So it's just brief for me, but you know, um,
0: I just hate to see that because these people are older. man. So it's not a real community. I mean, I'm trying to find a real. It's a community in the sense of (laughs) people living there, but no, no. I'm saying like, like
1: in the like, okay. So basically, like if that were happening in our neighborhood, oh, I'm calling the police.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm gonna say something to you first. I don't have no problem no, calling. Them no, no, So know. I'm saying, okay, I'm and I might not be understanding it correctly. So you saying that this this was a fine neighborhood Years and enough. then one person moved in and now is yeah, I mean, now it's unsafe, and you can't call the police. Cause my thing is like y'all, y'all know my situation and to the listeners of the podcast. I'll just show you
1: the area the next time you're in the area. Yeah. You'll be like, okay, I get it.
0: Yeah. I'm know? I'm gonna be brief for the listeners of the podcast, just so you guys can understand. So um Coming from where I'm, I'm coming from, to be honest, like so, the the neighborhood that I moved into a couple years ago is by far the nicest neighborhood I ever lived in. Right, so um, I didn't even understand uh, what being neighborly was in different communities. I thought being neighborly meant the same thing everywhere. So, for example, um, uh, the back of my house is to some woods, and um, apparently somewhere back there there's a trail, there's a there's a river. There's a little open area where the kids go play. And apparently for years, uh, way before I even knew this neighborhood existed, much less bought my house there, kids would go not on my property, but behind my fence and along my fence line on the backside to catch the trail. So apparently the trail starts behind my house. My relative definitely didn't tell me that. But I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when I move in, like, me personally, where I'm from, if you see somebody walking along your fence, it don't mean nothing good, right? If they didn't come knock on the door and mm. my ball went over your fence or whatever the situation <laughs> is, but they don't just be walking, you know, up against the fence. Um, And I got dogs, right? So, uh, like, I would complain to the neighbors saying, hey, listen, like— I don't want nothing to happen to your kids. Um, my 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 fence at the time, to be honest with you, wasn't in the greatest condition. I got a new fence now. But uh my dog ended up going through the fence one day because of that, right? But I had to learn that in this community, um, way before I got there, not not saying that I agree, not saying that I that I like it to this day, but in that community, kids play with neighborhood kids. And and they be in people's yards, right? I don't
1: like the yard. Though. Yeah, and I know On the grass. That, I don't like that. Oh
0: yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. And I know a lot of people that's watching this, or viewing this, may feel the same way. Like, but but them playing, I don't care. Yeah. At Grads, first I thought it was just, <laughs> Yeah. At first I thought it was just my yard, but then I started seeing. It and people and I'm like, you definitely don't know that I person. feel like
1: you should teach your kids not to play in the yard. That's a soft spot for me. <laughs> you know Th- that's how I feel. I don't too. care about
0: y'all playing, but just don't be in the yard. You know? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I but I think it's cause how we was raised and like nah, you don't nah, I put you too don't much do time that. In, that no, it, 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 in the grass. No, like to us is disrespect. Point. Right, right. Like to it's, us is disrespect. It's right.
2: That we feel like uh uh-uh. uh.
0: Right. now, nah, I put too much time in the grass, so don't be playing the grass. That's, That's what, I'm what I'm saying. saying. Like yes. to us is a disrespect thing. Right, like you don't right. just be in my grass, nah, in my nah. driveway. We don't we didn't was coming up. We definitely didn't, yeah, bed, you know. Yeah, but but the you know, but when at first it was just one neighbor, and I'm like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. But then when the other neighbors is like, it's normal. like you know, did they break something? Did they hurt nine? Nah, mm. But I'm trying to prevent that. I don't mm. want to get sued. You know, Absolutely. that that's my mindset. You get Absolutely. hurt Absolutely. Uh, playing by my fence, right? You sue me. And they like, why right. would we do that? Do, neighbor, do you want us to sign something <laughs> to say that <laughs> we won't sue you? Like, right. we'll sign something. Like, and right. I'm like, like won't you just tell your kids don't play over? It? Like like cause that's that's what my mama would have did in right. not so nice of words back right. in the day. Like, um, hold on one second. Will my mama be been in? All Hello. right.
2: Uh, yep.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> Will you still there? We might have lost. Yeah, I'm here. You. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's so so is? yeah, so, so going back to that point, like I do think that like and, and I'm I'm saying that to say that, um, if one person can come and change the whole neighborhood, yeah. y'all ain't really had no community. Like,
1: Well, so, like, so it goes back to what you just said. I was talking to somebody the other day. I know it's kind of off topic, but um matter of fact, when it, people just don't talk. So I know all my neighbors. You've been around. You've been to... Mm-hmm. I know everybody. You know, that's mm-hmm. just, it's just a normal thing. Like, some look out of place, we call each other, you know, because mm-hmm. we actually got each other numbers, and that's just what we do. Yep. But... um a lot of people got this mindset. I don't know them, so I don't say nothing to them. But as yeah. soon as something happens, they want to know, well, did y'all see anything? But you mm-hmm. don't even speak. So why? Yeah. You don't even speak. <laughs> like, I know somebody that, so that, that literally it, happened it, to me, you know. So yeah. so people I got agree. this mindset that I don't get in
0: their business. I'm like, what yeah. business? You ain't doing nothing? Yeah. And, you washing the car outside. What business? Man, I'm, I'm t- <laughs> communities are different depending on where you go. Like, As yeah. far as I was raised by a single mom, I know a lot of other people that was in the neighborhood that I live in now. I can't tell you not one yeah, woman the that... no, no You do know the people. N- yeah, I know them now, but right. no women work in my neighborhood. Man, right, I right, know, right. I mean, some are retired, but some right. just...
1: Right. Like, bro, no... But, but y'all know all the people <laughs> in your neighborhood. You got to. Yeah, I've been yeah, to, yeah. I've been to your mom's house, so it's, you know, it's yeah. one of those neighbors. Yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, that's just the way we was raised. Speak and uh, be cordial. Um, I just don't see any reason why you wouldn't know your neighbor. I ain't telling you go have a dinner with your neighbors. That's up uh, to you if you want to, but I mean... I got yeah. neighbors that do bonfires in the backyard. Yeah, I go over there and, you know, drink a beer or whatever the case might be. But yeah. it's just like, I mean, they, they need to use my jack. They can use my jack, my tools, whatever. This is how we are. So yeah. if you don't have any comforts, a lot of times it's the mindset. And it's kind of like aggressive and mad all the time. Like So yeah. um, when, but, you, but, but, when you're when you in a neighborhood full of people like that, as older people, they definitely not going to go over here and talk to this person about it because a lot of their friends have died off. Yeah. I you think know, in
0: certain neighborhoods though, you gotta be like that. Like you, you, gotta be standoffish. You gotta have like I, I can agree a, a with persona this. or otherwise. I agree like they with gonna that. But you but it's not it's, it's not gonna hurt
1: hurt the how you doing? You know, going yeah. I do like, it all the time. I, like, and I'm I'm everywhere. You know the areas. Like, I'm everywhere, and I ain't had nobody. One time I think some guys about to try me, but you know I, I mean you, you I don't know. I I feel like aggression is met with aggression. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I had a little uh, kid trying yes. to try me in the neighborhood But not, no grown people Go ahead Will <laughs>
2: <laughs> So no that's a great point That we don't have It's not a community in that sense of right. uh, Everybody speaks um, Everyone talks to their neighbors Etc because we have a different mindset right. Mind you In mindset culturally
0: Right. So we absolutely.
2: grew up on You, if you spare the rod, you hate your child. That's no longer the mantra that Mm -hmm. many people believe. So, okay, so we believe differently. That means that when so and so does X, Y, Z uh, in the neighborhood, you might put your hands on them, but if you definitely took them to the father or mother, they would know, hey, this is not what we do. So you had some unwritten rules or written rules that we could all agree to for the most part. Now it is. However, you feel that do day. your <laughs> you know, household, nobody. Can say anything to you. So people started to mind their business. Now nah, that is true. Use that as a coping mechanism to to move along because you you can't do things the way you used to. Now, in some communities, it, it still has a, It it's stronger in terms of the speaking factor, the working with each other factor, but that's because there's a a traditional. Right. Up in, that, in right. that community so you mentioned that the women don't for the most part don't work there well yeah. in the communities that I am most of the women work unless they're older Right. Yep. so the whole mindset is, is different and like you said Corey and, and both of y'all said somebody might try you
0: and these women in their 20s you can't days. speak <laughs> You can't speak in every neighborhood because people yeah.
2: want to know what you're doing. Yeah, like, why are you speak yeah, like yeah. what you trying to do like what's up like yeah. why are you trying to, I don't what's your angle Speaking can be can be an angle because there's a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff that goes on. So just then, speaking can be perceived some type of way.
1: And, and and out of experience it's just not like bad neighborhoods. Like I when I go to California, speak to people. They looking at you like, you know, they're not rude or anything, but it's like you know, and then they like, where well, where you from? <laughs> you know. I'm like, <laughs> You speak, you know, that's what you do when you, you know,
0: in a room, but Yep. Whatever <laughs> is do people from low income environments, and this question is to both of y'all, right? Do people in uh, in low income environments from low income environments, however y'all want to take it? Waste too many time, uh, too much time, worried about things like gentrification and the history of people that look like us that didn't have what we have, right? Do, do you feel like they waste too much time? Talking about or worried about that instead of like trying to move forward and make the future better than the past.
1: I don't think that's a low income thing. I think that's a you if you're being taught that somebody else is blocking you from everything, and it's easier to not do anything than to try to do something. Mm -hmm. And um, because I don't think, I mean, I know people from different all different walks of life, and I mean, you know, we say low income, so you'd have to be specific, say low-income in the United States. I know people that, like Jamaicans and uh, people from, Columbia. I know people from a little bit everywhere, mm-hmm. and they came from even worse situations than the American people came from, but they weren't told that, you know, uh, somebody can stop them. They were told, go get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, yeah. of Jamaica, man, they got a whole different whole different mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, I got another homeboy that's Haitian, and whole different, I mean, a totally different mindset. And they came up with, you know, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) We hadn't seen probably, you know, based on some of the things that I, you know, know about them. You know, not so much Ross, but some of the other people that I know. So, um, we can, it's just easy not to do anything Mm -hmm. and blame somebody else, you know. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times we just don't even know where to start. Everybody around us is saying the same thing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and and. Honestly, you have to be hard headed in some situations. You can't just tell me something and then just tell me something. Like I need to know why and how and you you telling me I can't do this, but he can. So then you telling me, you know, this kind of uh, you believe in God and this, 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 and that, but then you telling me this man more powerful than God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know everybody can't. don't believe in what I believe in, but you know, uh how how is this man more powerful than the Almighty? You know, but don't get me wrong, it's roadblocks in place at times, but I know you can overcome it just like anybody else, you know.
0: How how you feel about that, Will?
1: Uh,
2: yeah, it's I can't say I can't speak for everybody, obviously. Do I think it's a, an issue that exists? Absolutely. It's an issue that exists. Is this something that's pervasive and out of control? I wouldn't say that. Um it, it just depends. I think it's individual. I think it's about what you're being taught in the household, what you receive and how you what your worldview is, what your outlook is and how you decide how you want to govern yourself and live your life can determine what you focus on. Is it is it a thing? Sure. How deep it goes? I can't speak to that. Is it something that is like, you know, uh, that needs to be addressed? Maybe, but not at a level that's just overwhelming that. Um, you know, we have to do statement. this, do this, that, the third, et cetera, et cetera. Because also, how do you address it? Trying to change a man's mindset is not easy
0: not to me.
2: All. That's when you get into a spiritual nature of things because you have to change the spirit, which will govern the mindset. But that gets a little bit deeper. Qu- quick question What was the topic of the uh, podcast? um podcast? Um, if you don't mind, I know what part I jumped in on,
0: but it's what it's everywhere, was it's everywhere. Okay, now. we just talked well, first. We, we just,
1: were talking about you, and then you came the call. So. Okay. But you'll yeah. see it when there. Uh,
0: but I long. guess now, like, oh, oh. The, the bigger, what this has became, and I'm cool with it, is, like, the the hood's problem with building wealth. Like, what's keeping people that come from, and, and when I say hood, I ain't talking about, like, you was in a gang and shootouts and no streets right. like that. But right. you you just came from an environment that was... Background. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably low middle class, low class, something like that. Like, your your parents didn't have money. You didn't always have the newest Jordans right. or Converses, depending on what age you are. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's to you <laughs> or me, Will. Did he look at you in your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I felt that I was fun. uh like, Yeah, Converses, out of eye
2: contact with yeah, you. Jack, myself, as they used to say. That's <laughs> way back. <laughs> Probably never even heard that. But uh it's as, as far as mindset will keep you from that. But at the same time, I always default to what the scripture says, you're gonna have the poor with you always because you're not gonna right. be able to change somebody's mindset. Uh right. one and then two, uh no matter what business you're building, you want somebody to work for you. So, you know, everybody's not gonna look at wealth the same exact way. And right. that's okay because it helps others to do what they need to do somebody's going to be happy working for 30 years, making what right. they make, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I know the world is different, and there's not as many places you can work for 30 years, but I'm just generalizing. Mm. They okay with that because they don't want the, the headache of trying right. to figure out how to do more because if you're going to do more and make more, it's going right. to require more effort of you. It's going to require more physical effort of you, right. and not meaning that it has to be physical, but you've got to be up, ready to move, take this phone call, You know, do this Zoom, do whatever you need to do. Talk to these people, and have that energy to make more. If it's at a job, it's going to require more of you. If you're going to make more, not everybody is okay with doing more. Some want to, hey, I can make my bills, I can buy food, rinse and repeat. Let's do it again tomorrow. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people all the time. Yeah, every now and then I have some days where I'm like, man, I'll just go back to work sick of this. Then I started thinking about all my freedom I'm like no. <laughs> but but it's not for everybody. It's Definitely not for everybody.
0: I just want to interject here and tell you that this episode is sponsored by the Foundation of Wealth Conference. You can come out and learn how to build wealth. The website is the foundations with a s on it, wealthconference.com um and it's going down real soon. I'll make sure that a link to the conference is somewhere available in the show notes. Uh, we're gonna talk about real estate investing, stock investing, and intellectual property investing, the manifestation of your ideas and the tangible things that'll make you money. So again, today's episode is sponsored by the Foundations of Wealth Conference. You can come in person to Charlotte, North Carolina, or you can tune in virtually from anywhere in the world you wanna tune in uh to, right? All right. Um, Corey, you know a lot of people that um want to have more money than they have, and I think will does as well Everybody knows what that. <laughs> now I' talk about non entrepreneurs mm-hmm. like uh what what do you think is the biggest thing that that you see holding people back Ooh, man from
1: I talk about this all the time I, I had to actually stop talking to some people because man I'm telling you it got to the point where I was more concerned with them doing what they say they're gonna do than they were concerned with themselves mm-hmm. biggest thing is what I'm seeing is um and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's, it's, and it doesn't
0: mean you got to quit your job, but, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just anything that's keeping it yeah. from making money. I,
1: I got to get off work at a certain time. Um, I can only work Monday through Friday. Um, well, I want to do this, but I I ain't going to do that. They, they start telling you all the stuff they ain't going to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I ain't doing this. I ain't doing that.
0: And be homeless, uh, living in the day to born. Yeah, bond.
1: well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's a whole different situation. But, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just like, it's like, they are their own worst enemy. It's like they're, they're mad Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Somebody say something about the way to them. They might get mad the whole weekend. Um, But Friday come around, only thing they're thinking about is what they about to go do. And they're going to enjoy themselves all the way up to Sunday. They're going to get mad again. And they just not to the point where they're sick and tired. It's just one of those things where it's just a bunch of talk. Man, I I had some – man, if only you knew. <laughs> And it's like the blueprint is there. I know some guys have been doing what they've been doing for over 20 years, and I just don't get it. The mindset is just terrible. Uh, (laughs) It's terrible. And I know people that want to do it. I know people that have done it in different businesses. And and it's just – I don't think it's – I don't know. It's weird because some people think as soon as you open a business, you work uh, nine to five – you get off work, and three months later, you buy a Mercedes, and you go everywhere. You the life of the party. Everybody love you, and then you go back to work, money, and you just make billions of dollars. It's not that simple. It's just the the, the mentality is like they don't want to put the not. work in. They don't. You know. I just bought a
2: car. That's what they told me was gonna happen.
1: But it's not that simple. Like, and, and they don't want to put the work in. Soon gotcha. they find out it's some work. They do not want to do it, and it's just some people out here, man. I'm just being totally honest. They're not self-motivated, not going to get up and do anything. I have days like that that I don't want to get up. Um, they are going to – they they really need somebody to tell them what to do, to make them go do it. Not make them go do it, but they need somebody to tell them what to do. And they just – Without that, is nothing going to get done. And they got they got to know exactly what they're doing. It can't be any surprises come up because some come up, they just panic, they, they fall apart, it's just weird. You know, they want this and that, but the first thing you tell me is what you're not going to do, you yeah.
0: know. That's the weirdest thing ever to me, man. <laughs> I think the perception of entrepreneurship in like, mainstream media um, has people with an unrealistic expectation. Because pest control is a good business, appliance repair is a good business, but that's not what people think of when they hear of entrepreneur. They think of somebody in a suit, a tie, jumping out of a two-door sports car, um, and they're like, okay, that's the successful entrepreneur. Like Not the person that's in the work van uh, with the tool bag, but the person in the work van with the tool bag is really getting the money in real life. Not not saying that the guy in the suit, in in the sports car, not getting money, but... Eh, I don't know. Like, like it, it really just depends on what he doing. I mean, you can put it on. A, what was the, what
2: was the, what was the question again? Uh, I wanted to make sure, so when I answer it, I, I remember exactly what it was.
0: What, what have you seen to be like the biggest reason why people that talk about wanting more money don't make more money? It doesn't mean they gotta quit their job, but just whatever. Like, if you could give them some advice that they would actually heed, what, what would you tell them?
2: Gotcha. Yeah, it's it change. Change is not easy. Change, so the, the hindrance is change. And change has many forms to it, but it, it, at its core, it means you will not be the same. Something in you has to change. And we are comfortable creatures. We like to, you know, be re- repetitive. And change has some, uh some, I guess, you trying to figure out what it's going to look like, what I need to do, and you want to swim. And then maybe I could follow it if I do A. B happens right away, kind of like what Corey was saying. Mm-hmm. If I do if I do this, then this one happens, then two happens. Okay, I can keep doing this script because I get immediate reward. I can see it. But if you have to do take step one and you won't notice anything else happening because it's under the it's behind the scenes and you don't see it and you don't know it's working, and then when your head pops back up, you're at step eleven, but you couldn't see any of the other steps from one to eleven, would you do it? And a lot of people are going to say no because it's going to feel like I'm doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing is happening, et cetera, et cetera, and you want me to keep going? Yes, because the process, process has been done before you. It's a proven formula, but we're telling you, hey, it's not going to be like those that are selling you courses. That doesn't mean that everybody's selling courses, is not being honest, but not everyone is. They, they, it's more about getting you to buy this pillow at 2 a.m., because I'm telling you all these wonderful things about it, because the marketing part is the biggest part. The pillow might be trash, but if I can get you to buy it, you're doing my job. So the leeriness of something like that, that gets people to thinking that this is what it looks like. And to your point, the millionaire next door is the mechanic, is the pest control, is plumber. the appliance repair guy, mm-hmm. is the plumber, is the electrician who's you know making $1,000 a day sometimes. Consistently because they're booking enough jobs and they're closing enough tickets and you don't realize that they're making that type of money because If they're making it like that most of them are not going to be flashy because they don't know when their business might take a little dip You know and they want to make sure they have enough to make sure everything is okay And so they look at it differently because they see Their hands doing everything is involved in everything whether they do it directly or they delegate it That brings in their money so that their resolve for how they take care of it is different so in general people don't like change Mm -hmm. people don't like the unknown and that holds them and hinders them from doing things because the worst thing you want to do is try it and it fails because now you might give up forever and say it's not for me which it may not be Mm -hmm. it also could be but you got to get through these hurdles that everybody else did so you might see somebody and they you say oh man you're doing your thing well they don't understand that you struggled before you got to this point And they may not want to go through the struggle they just want to get to where okay i see you doing well yeah i'm trying to do it okay fine you you ready to go out on a service call and then say you know what i'm not taking any money for my time and i've been here three times you ready to do that to save the the image of your business right or you want to argue that person down and and lose your reputation in a day over three hundred dollars
1: first first thing you gotta do you gotta cut off that tv Cowboys ain't paying you nothing to watch mm-hmm. them. Nothing. <laughs> they already got plenty of money, and you worried about the Cowboys. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, hey, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate all the listeners. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe, follow, share, do all of that good stuff that helps with the, the podcasting algorithm out there, right? This is episode, I don't even remember what number we're on. I think it episode 13. Episode thirteen of a hundred, right? We're doing a hundred podcasts in a hundred days, uh, so we're going to be doubling up, tripling up, whatever we got to do to meet that goal. I appreciate you. Uh, we'll tell the people how they can keep in touch with you.
2: Uh, not with ourselves on all platforms. Uh, Notwithourselves dot is our health and wellness business. If you happen to be in Maryland, Golden Rule Appliance Repair. Just look us up on Google. Um, yeah, and we have a podcast as well, but I won't promote that here.
0: Go ahead, go ahead. Tell, tell, tell them your, your podcast. Um, my podcast. Where can they tune in?
2: Currently loading, so it's not up yet. I got a whole bunch of episodes I haven't put mm-hmm. out there because I've been dragging my feet. But uh, we, we do this as well. Um, but I'm first of all, I appreciate you for putting me on the podcast and valuing my opinion to uh, uh, give to this podcast. But not we ourselves, N-O-T-W-E, ourselves.com. Not we ourselves.
0: Rule, Facebook and as well. All right, Corey, tell the people how they can keep in contact with you.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm getting back to it, y'all. I got the camera out, but a day in the life of Corey podcast, uh, as well as the YouTube, Facebook, a day in the life of Corey. That's C O R E Y.
0: All right. And you guys can find me at authorjt.com or go into the com. Register for the event. See you guys in the next episode.